0: Man, what a great time right mm-hmm. prayers uh, I, w- I got to go with uh, Chris Johnson the other day like to do deliveries with him and um, he asked me to meet him somewhere for prayer and I just thought he and I were gonna pray and like he drugged me into this you know place where <laughs> drug, drug me where um, where they do prayer and it ended up being so awesome like it ended up being so cool we prayed for kids we just prayed for kids like just some of these people were parents, some of them weren't. Like I met some people that know Jeff and Lizzie and um it was just great. It was a great time. You know, I'm constantly reminded about um, you know, prayer's not preparing us. It it is the good it is the the better work. Like it's it is the the great work. It's not preparing us for it. So um I'm going to be in 1 Corinthians 3 tonight, if you want to turn there. But I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to read something from Ezekiel here. In thirteen fourteen, it says, I will break down the wall that you have smeared with whitewash and bring it down to the ground so that its foundations will be laid bare. Don't you love it? Like whenever God speaks something like really sweet and gentle to you. That has not been happening to me lately. Like I got brothers and sisters over here telling me like war is coming. And the other morning I woke, or the middle of the night I woke up and this is what I was thinking about. Like, foundations have to be laid bare so that you can see what's, what it is. So you can see what your foundation is. You've built something on this, on this foundation and, and you're questioning, you're doubting, you're going through all, all this craziness and sometimes I have to lay bare the foundation so we can, so we can get right again. Um, and it, it's... You know, I don't know. Part of me is like, really, God, we got to can't just make it easy. Um, so, <laughs> all right. so, you know, and this has been on my heart for a while, too, like just, just foundations. And, and it's you know, it's it's something I think that we that we hear so often that we that we just kind of assume we, we know everything there is to know about foundations. You know, we see them, right? My house is on a foundation. I know what a foundation is, but, but my foundation was built with machines. You know, I don't hear the heart. Whenever I think of my foundation, the foundation of my house, I don't hear the heart of the man that's writing about foundations, about, about workers who would dig for months so that they could put these stones into the ground, dig down to the hardest parts of the earth so they could put these stones in. So they, and we still see it today good foundations are still visible today we don't see the structure but we see the foundations um and so this is what i've been thinking about and um you know i I think about like christ as our cornerstone you know the cornerstone being being the the one stone in all the foundation like if you look at ancient foundations they're not perfect there's stones that had to be that had to be hewn and cut to fit because it was a little awkward but there was one stone that could that had to be the most flawless. Because this one stone would determine the position and direction of that building. The plumb line, the the, the line that would determine the, the square of this building was based off of that cornerstone. And now they're just ceremonial, you know, the cornerstone on these buildings up in Washington and stuff, they're just they're empty, they're they're empty. But back then, this was, this was something very important, right? To, to somebody like Solomon, to the builders of the temple, this was very, very important. Um, so 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10 says this It says, According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. And so I started thinking, like, what is my foundation? What is my foundation? You know, and it's, I'll get to that in a minute. Luke 6 says this. It says like, if you you listen to my words, Jesus said, if you listen to my words, you're like the wise man who built his house on the rock, on a firm foundation. You're a wise person. You're building on something that's immovable. Christ is immovable. He is perfect. He's a cornerstone, and every, everything that's been laid for the last 2,000 years that's been laid based off that cornerstone is perfectly laid. So what is my foundation? And it started me thinking. It started me reeling. All right, God. And I started compartmentalizing my life. Where, what's my foundation in my career? What's my foundation in my family? What's my foundation? And, man, I, don't, I, I think I'm missing it. Okay. I just think I'm missing it. Um, you know, Isaiah 28, 16 tells us. It prophesized that Christ would be the cornerstone of the church, you know. And I start, and so, and so I go back to Ezekiel thirteen fourteen or Mike, Micah one six, where it talks about burying those foundations. Let me expose to you what this foundation is, and I feel like God's been doing that to me. Um, He's been tearing some stuff down and exposing the foundation. And here is the joy, right? I was scared. I was scared that what would be exposed wouldn't be christ but he was right there the foundation is christ i'm going to go on here in verse 11 it says this um it says no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid which is jesus christ when christ is our foundation i'm not saying he is everybody's but when christ is our foundation he is always our foundation we may build some crap on it but he's still the foundation. He is still the foundation. We can build with, with some shoddy material. With, with, we, can, we can do our own damage. But we can't change that cornerstone. We can't get in there and make imperfect what, what God determined before time began would be perfect. We think too highly of ourselves when we, when we think that. But, but it starts us in this loop. To quote my brother here, we get in this loop in our mind. Oh man, maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed something. I need to go back to step one. I need need to get back to the beginning. But I'm gonna flip over real quick to Hebrews. You can flip or you don't have to. Um, Hebrews chapter five, and I'm gonna read from the end of five to the beginning of six here. Um, It says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracle of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Listen to this. Six one says this. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God and of instruction about washing, laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. These things aren't bad, it's all milk. but it's all milk. That foundation is there. Raising the It's milk. milk. It's milk. <laughs> it's milk. <laughs> And so let us go on to maturity. That's what the word of God says. Let us go on to maturity. These are things that we get so stuck in. And it says, don't lay that foundation again. We don't have it within us. We think too highly of ourselves when we think we can undo what God Almighty's done, what Christ did on Calvary. It's done. And we think, I can redo it. I got to redo it. I got to go back to step one. I missed something. I missed something because I don't feel it because, I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm judging my relationship with God the way I judge my relationship with man we cannot allow ourselves to live in that loop of needing to be saved over and over and over and over every altar call that's made I'm, I'm going to be there because I need it again and again and again it's done the foundation is there um, and what does it do to us when we live like that this is what happens this is what happens to me I think it's about me. I think it's about me. And so I'm out of the fight because I'm not praying because I'm focused on me. I've got to get right. I've got I've to fix this before I can do anything for the purpose of God. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's not about me. If I think that, it's out, that, that I'm saved for me, for, for just, just and that's it. That's the end of it. I go live in some monastic lifestyle, never preach the gospel, never, never, never walk out the good works that were prepared before time began. Don't do any of that because it's about me. But it's not. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about him. For all things were created in and through and for Christ. We go back here and we, we read Genesis one. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we think that's the beginning. The beginning is the cross. Because everything was created for him and through him and by him. Jesus Christ is the beginning. This is our foundation. This is what we live on. So I have to get out of my own mind. I have to get out of my own thoughts, thinking somehow I have to be good enough or I have to feel a certain way or I have to, I have to accomplish something. And, and, and that doesn't mean to say, that doesn't mean to say that I'm gonna have it together either, right? Cause that could be the opposite extreme here. Well then, you know, you just got it together and you're doing great. You know, and I, this is me guys, I do this all the time. I look at Robert, I'm like, man, Robert's got it together who has got it together I went with Jeff to do some um, I don't know what I went with Jeff to do I went with Jeff I did it, I did it, I really did it but we went to drop some, some uh, Becca Bakes off to a company in Conroe and um, a young man that used to work for me before we had to shut our company down he's working there now and I, I just text him, hey can you come out and talk And so I talked to him for a few this kid is 26 years, twenty six 25 or 26 just got married this last year no debt just saving money because when he buys a house for his new wife like i want to buy a house i don't want to just develop a debt i want to buy a house i'm okay if i buy a sixty thousand dollar house but i want it to be mine 26 years old what the heck are you doing having your life together like that how dare you You have your life together like that i'm over here like like jeff said earlier i'm a mosaic god's trying to find all these pieces he's 26 he's got it but i'm judging by the wrong standard right I'm judging by the wrong standard. Um, Philippians three twelve through 14 says this, like, I have not already obtained this thing, right? Not that I've already obtained it. The one thing I do, though, what's the one thing I do? Pressing. I forget what lies behind and I press on. Yeah. What am I pressing on to? He says in verse 14, the high calling in Christ, in, of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. There's a high calling that has nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with Paul. And Paul was so unaware of Paul. His ministry was powerful because he was so so aware of the fact that if he died, that instant, right? He's going to Jerusalem. What do they say? They're prophesying to him. They're speaking by the Spirit of God not to go to Jerusalem. And he says, "Don't." what are you doing breaking my heart like this? I'm prepared to go and I'm prepared to die because Paul knew that the gospel doesn't end with Paul. Right? Paul knew what his foundation was. He knew what his cornerstone was. Um, I'm going I'm to finish with just a few more verses here. It says, Now, if anyone, um, verse 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12, now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will re- be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he receives a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only us through fire. Because I know my foundation is sure, it's firm. Because I know it's not about me, because I know the gospel is, 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 is objective truth, what do I get to do? I get to build. I get to build. And like I said, it may be shoddy in places. My wall may not be sure. But God is going to reveal those things, right? With fire, God is going to reveal these things. Um, we're to build because we know that this foundation is not about us. Because I know it's not about me, I can build with confidence. I can build with confidence knowing, you know what? I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to have weekends that I'm just, that I'm just wrecked. I'm going to have days that I'm just wrecked. I'm out of the fight. I don't have the capacity to pray. Scripture tells me the Spirit will pray on my behalf. Yeah. So, so what do we build with? And this is I want to kind of end with this. What do we build with? He gives six types of material here. Yeah. And Lizzie, you said it. Jeffrey had a, an amazing word. It's still, I believe God's still um, using this through Jeffrey. But, but the precious stones... Gold, silver, and precious stones. What happens when fire gets to them? Hmm. They get pure. They're not destroyed. They may change, but they're not destroyed. The impurities leave. And so what can we build with? How about this? How about we build with faith and hope and love and grace and mercy and joy and steadfastness in the souls of men and women who are lost? Talking to my brother earlier about, you know, praying for people that, that, that that are in these in these troubled places, without going into detail, just, just praying for them. We we can you know even Ethan being out on the bus, being out in a in a, in a as a paramedic, praying for his patients, praying for their souls. Not, if God, well, I've said this before. If God only ever pays my bills, I'm a wretched existence. That's a wretched existence. If all he ever does is what I can see, that, that's that's not a, that's that's not that's not the God that this tells me about. So we build with things that are imperishable. We build with things that can withstand the fire. And, and be, there will be fire. But my faith gets more pure. Right? Peter sank. But, but every time I go through that fire, I can take another step out of that boat. Yeah. Every time I go through that fire, I, I can last another day in, in, in my depression or in my, or in my thoughts. Because I know that I'm building something on foundation. In that, in that scripture, that first that, that, um, Peter 2, 5 and 6 this is it. This is it. We're building on this foundation with the souls of men and women, because it's the church. Now he also says three, three things that are perishable, wood, hay, and straw. Wood, hay, and straw. Buildings, programs, church, church, uh, churchianity, our marketing techniques to get more people in the door, our fog machines, our light shows, our our big stages, these things will absolutely perish in the fire. They will be burned up those,
1: and destroyed.
0: Yeah. like the natural yeah. and will get burned up. They will be destroyed by the by the <laughs> fire. They'll split you two up. <laughs> you know, God will continue to make the things that are imperishable. He'll continue to purify them in us. Um, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 13 says that, right? Faith, hope, and love. These three, what? They abide. These three abide. They're not going anywhere. Um, you know, and because we know that our foundation is sure because we know that we're building something that has eternal value that, that's imperishable we build with confidence we build with confidence we, we make our mistakes we move on we allow god to burn and we allow the fires to come because he says through isaiah he says when you go through the fires i'll be with you when the waters come they won't overtake you god never intended for us to live this life that, that's that's perfectly uh, um, absent of trial, he actually promised the opposite. He said, "In this world, you will have trouble, mm-hmm. but take heart, because I've overcome it. Yeah. Our foundation is sure." And I and I want to close actually with this. I want to close with this. Like we can we take so much for granted that everybody in this room just knows who the, what their relationship is like with God. Yeah. We take that so for granted that people come in and out of these doors and we just. They must be Christians because they're here in church. we got brothers that come that Colton brings that are, that are in warfare, absolute warfare. I don't know what their foundation is. But we need to always be cognizant of that and, and, if, and, if, and know that there are people. I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not a fan of like, hey, say this prayer and you're done. Because I think we sell people short when we do that. But there's women in this room and there's men in this room that, that you can go to that you can talk to that, you can say, "Hey, I need to know more about this, and they can walk you down that that proverbial aisle right because, because when we when we come to christ it 's a wedding isn't it? Yeah. we become the bride of Christ. Go to people, make sure that they that, that, that they understand or if, or if you have questions, come and ask because there are faithful men and women who who will not just sell you a bill of goods. Jesus said this, he said, he said who goes to build a tower and doesn't first count the costs? Yeah. This is why just, just saying a prayer is not, not, it's a dangerous ground. Know what you're walking into, but know that although there's trials, although there's fire, there's victory. Yeah, yeah. There's victory, yes. amen? Yes. So that's all I had tonight, guys. Um,